Welcome to the St. Michael Advent Podcast Series. My name is Mary Lessman, and I'll be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Advent is Prepare the Way. Join us as we ready ourselves for the coming of Christ again. In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. A reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24, verses 15 to 31. So when you see the desolating sacrilege standing in the holy place, as was spoken of by the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand, then those in Judea must flee to the mountains. Someone on the housetop must not go down to take what is in the house. Someone in the field must not turn back to get a coat. Woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing infants in those days. Pray that your flight may not be in winter or on a Sabbath. For at that time there will be great suffering, such as has not been from the beginning of the world until now, no, and never will be. And if those days had not been cut short, no one would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, do not believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and produce great signs and omens to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. Take note, I have told you beforehand. So if they say to you, look, he's in the wilderness, do not go out. If they say, look, he's in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes as far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. Immediately after the suffering of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Here ends the reading. It might come as a surprise to you that Jesus' incarnation and birth was not a part of the focus of Advent until the Middle Ages. Prior to that, the sole focus of Advent was Jesus' second coming. In fact, it was quite common for the sermons on the four Sundays in Advent to address the last things topics of death, judgment, heaven, and hell. Include me in the camp of those that are grateful that the focus of Advent has shifted to include the stories surrounding the birth of the Christ child. And while I'm all for maintaining this dual focus, I'm well aware that we are now two weeks into Advent. I am ready to talk about babies and angelic choirs and shepherds with their sheep and barnyard mangers. And yet, what do we get today but another apocalyptic passage, this time from Matthew? We are ready to pivot and have come looking for a baby shower, and instead we get an end-of-days lecture. Most of us are already tilting toward Christmas, toward sending out those cards and buying those gifts and setting up that tree. But our reading tilts in a different direction. Today, Matthew seems not at all interested in Christmas. 
but is instead focused on a day in the unknown future where the Son of Man will return and our lives will be suddenly and surprisingly changed. When we break down this passage from Matthew, understanding that these images are visions that are not meant to be understood literally, but are meant to paint a picture, to relay a message so indescribable that it is beyond mere words, we can glean some important information about God and His plan for His creation. First, we are told that God has not abandoned the world. For all its brokenness and ugliness, the world is still the place where God's purpose is being worked out. All evidence to the contrary, God is not abandoning His creation. He is intervening. Second, this passage tells us that what appears to be the ever-increasing presence of evil must not discourage us. The Jewish understanding of the day of the Lord, from whence our scripture image for today comes, includes a complete breakdown of moral standards and the disintegration of the world. For all that, the tradition holds that what appears to be the downward spiral of the world is not a prelude to destruction, but a prelude to recreation. And finally, it tells us that God's justice and mercy will prevail. Yes, God will judge His world, but His aim is not the obliteration of the world, but a new creation, which is nearer to His heart's desire. Matthew also stresses that in our anxiety around the state of the world, we should not be lured to follow false leaders. False messiahs and false prophets will appear and produce great signs and omens to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. And he gives this great visual. Wherever the corpse is, there vultures will gather. In today's world, we have myriad opportunities to be misled by false leaders. False leaders propagate their own truth instead of the truth revealed in the gospel of Christ. Their aim is to attach people to themselves instead of to Jesus and the sacrificial and humble life of discipleship to which he calls us. False leaders spread division instead of building up unity. At a time when we are so divided, when leaders use division as their winning strategy to gain or hold on to power, it is good for us to be reminded that this is not Jesus' way. While it takes work, we are not to be discouraged by this reality. Instead, our focus is witnessing through our words and actions to God's goodness and providential care. Even in the most discouraging circumstances, we are to trust that God's will will ultimately prevail. And in that trust, we are able to be agents of grace and hope. Which leads us to the final point Matthew makes in his passage for today. The image of the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory speaks to the ultimate triumph of Christ. This is God's promise. And so we can be assured that history, as messy and painful as it is, is going somewhere. When we are tempted to curl up in a ball and check out of God's world, we can remind ourselves of this truth. There is a future event toward which the whole creation moves, and that event is not disillusion or destruction, but a recreated world in harmony with God 
and one another. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Stir up your power, O Lord, and with great might come among us. And because we are sorely hindered by our sins, let your bountiful grace and mercy speedily help and deliver us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory now and forever. Amen. Amen. 